0: Jesus continues teaching through parables about righteousness and the kingdom of God. It's Luke chapters 16 through 18 and Ecclesiastes chapter 8, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. Let's talk about two of today's parables that are different from the others because in them, Jesus points to sinful men as examples of that which is good— which is confusing on the face of it, but let me explain. In the parable of the dishonest manager, his goal is to show his people how to think about wealth and earthly possessions. We are to use them to win favor with others while we still have them. In the parable of the persistent widow, God the Father is compared to an unjust judge. The goal, however, is to argue from the lesser to the greater. If an unjust judge will give justice through persistence, how much more will the righteous judge grant justice? Luke chapters 16 through 18. Now he said to the disciples, there was a rich man who received an accusation that his manager was squandering his possessions. So he called the manager in and asked, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you can no longer be my manager. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do, so that when I'm removed from management, people will welcome me into their homes. So he summoned each one of the master's debtors. How much do you owe my master? He asked the first one. A hundred measures of olive oil, he said. Take your invoice, he told him. Sit down quickly and write fifty. Next he asked another. How much do you owe? A hundred measures of wheat, he said. Take your invoice, he told him, and write eighty. The master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd than the children of light in dealing with their own people. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of worldly wealth, so that when it fails, they may welcome you into eternal dwellings. Whoever is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And whoever is unrighteous in very little is also unrighteous in much. So if you have not been faithful with worldly wealth, who will trust you with what is genuine? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to someone else, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, were listening to all these things and scoffing at him. And he told them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the sight of others, but God knows your hearts for what is highly admired by people is revolting in God's sight. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God has been proclaimed and everyone is urgently invited to enter it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter in the law to drop out. Everyone who divorces his wife, and marries another, commits adultery. And everyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a rich man who would dress in purple and fine linen, feasting lavishly every day. But a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, was lying at his gate, He longed to be filled with what fell from the rich man's table. But instead, the dogs would come and lick his sores. One day the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus at his side. Father Abraham, he called out, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this flame. Son, Abraham said, remember that during your life you received your good things just as Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here while you are in agony. Besides all this, a great chasm has been fixed between us and you, so that those who want to pass over from here to you cannot. Neither can those from there cross over to us. Father, he said, then I beg you to send him to my father's house, because I have five brothers, to warn them so that they won't also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. But he told them, If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, They will not be persuaded if someone rises from the dead. He said to his disciples, Offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and comes back to you seven times, saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, the Lord said, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Which one of you, having a servant, tending sheep or plowing, will say to him when he comes in from the field, Come at once and sit down to eat. Instead, will he not tell him, Prepare something for me to eat. Get ready and serve me while I eat and drink. Later you can eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because He did what was commanded in the same way. When you have done all that you were commanded, you should say, We are unworthy servants. We've only done our duty. While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and, with a loud voice, gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. When he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them. The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, see here, or there. For you see, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Then he told the disciples, The days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man. But you won't see it. They will say to you, See there or see here. Don't follow or run after them. For as the lightning flashes from horizon to horizon and lights up the sky, so the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, it is necessary that he suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People went on eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. People went on eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building, But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day a man on the housetop, whose belongings are in the house, must not come down to get them. Likewise the man who is in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? they asked him. He said to them, Where the corpse is, there also the vultures will be gathered. Now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling. But later he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you, that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, and the other, a tax collector. The Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this one went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. People were bringing infants to him so that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Jesus, however, invited them. Let the little children come to me, and don't stop them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, will never enter it. A ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. I have kept all of these from my youth, he said. When Jesus heard this, he told him, You still lack one thing. Sell all you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come, follow me. After he heard this, he became extremely sad, because he was very rich. Seeing that he became sad, Jesus said, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God those who heard this asked, Then who can be saved? He replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Then Peter said, Look, we have left what we had and followed you. So he said to them, Truly I tell you, There is no one who has left a house, wife or brothers or sisters, parents or children because of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more at this time and eternal life in the age to come. Then he took the twelve aside and told them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem everything that is written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked, insulted, spit on. And after they flog him, they will kill him, and he will rise on the third day. They understood none of these things, The meaning of the saying was hidden from them and they did not grasp what was said. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. Hearing a crowd passing by, he inquired what was happening. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, they told him. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those in front told him to keep quiet, but he kept crying out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me! Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. When he came closer, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see Receive your sight, Jesus told him. Your faith has saved you. Instantly he could see, and he began following him, glorifying God. All the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Who is like the wise person, and who knows the interpretation of a matter? A person's wisdom brightens his face, and the sternness of his face is changed. Keep the king's command because of your oath made before God. Do not be in a hurry. Leave his presence, and don't persist in a bad cause since he will do whatever he wants. For the king's word is authoritative, and who can say to him, What are you doing? The one who keeps a command will not experience anything harmful, and a wise heart knows the right time and procedure. For every activity there is a right time and procedure, even though a person's troubles are heavy on him. Yet no one knows what will happen because who can tell him what will happen? No one has authority over the wind to restrain it, and there is no authority over the day of death. No one is discharged during battle, and wickedness will not allow those who practice it to escape. All this I have seen, applying my mind to all the work that is done under the sun at a time when one person has authority over another to his harm. In such circumstances, I saw the wicked buried. They came and went from the holy place, and they were praised in the city where they did those things. This too is futile. Because the sentence against an evil act is not carried out quickly, the heart of people is filled with the desire to commit evil. Although a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, I also know that it will go well with God-fearing people, for they are reverent before him. However, it will not go well with the wicked, and they will not lengthen their days like a shadow, for they are not reverent before God. There is a futility that is done on the earth. There are righteous people who get what the actions of the wicked deserve. And there are wicked people who get what the actions of the righteous deserve. I say that this too is futile. So I commended enjoyment, because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat, drink, and enjoy himself. For this will accompany him in his labor during the days of his life that God gives him under the sun. When I applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the activity that is done on the earth, even though one's eyes do not close in sleep day or night, I observed all the work of God and concluded that a person is unable to discover the work that is done under the sun. Even though a person labors hard to explore it, he cannot find it. Even if a wise person claims to know it, He is unable to discover it. I am happy to say that we have a great relationship with the folks at the Christian Standard Bible, and I wanted to let you know, if you haven't heard before, that we are part of the CSB Podcast Network. If you haven't checked that out, you can go to csbpodcastnetwork.com. Each podcast in that network is designed to help you get more of God's Word in your daily life and to help you get more out of it as you read and study. Again, that's csbpodcastnetwork.com. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Ron, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.